like the greatest now. I'm like the greatest now. Looking like somebody made it now. I know what is going on, everybody? Dylan Meadows, third degree podcast. Here with my good friend Kyle. Another good week of college and pro football. Kyle, what I love about the fact that it's October is that this is, you can make the argument, outside of Christmas and in th- December, October is a month where very rarely you're going to have someone hate the month of October. We have <laughs> football that's been full effect for about a month. Playoff baseball actually starts today on the, yeah, I, I see you got your, your Astros <laughs> rocking through you. You can go on with the Strohs. Six the only, out of the only, seven, baby. The only person I root for on your team is Alec Bregman, and you know why. And that's that's literally the only good fortune that I put for your team. But, uh, yeah, obviously that starts today. Basketball starts later on in the month. So does hockey. Uh, we got our beloved MLS, Nashville SC. They, they uh, start their playoff push here pretty soon. It's a good time for sports, man. It is a great time to really just turn on the TV and just pick on something that really just really just takes your interest. Hang out with yep. some friends. Hell, maybe even go see the great Kyle Winsky at a show and uh, <laughs> talk to him about a few of his takes as well. Yeah. Anyway. And gain gain some weight. That's all. <laughs> That's all. It doesn't matter. That just shows that the culture of food and drink that we have in our beloved city is at an all time high, and will continue to be an all time high. But Kyle, outside of watching football, how was your weekend, my man? Hopefully, no one gave you any shit over the week. No, it was, it was good. Uh, what did I? I did play a gig the other day, but I can't remember. I honestly can't remember where it was, bro. <laughs> So many places, they all look the same. The crowds, all the faces are the same. Everything is the same to Kyle. It There's all, just so many. You too, bro. I mean, working behind that, you still work behind the bar at the hotel, right? Uh, no, I'm actually over at a standard. So I pretty much, oh, the standard at the Smith House. So I pretty much uh, went from big corporation to ma and pa. And it kind of. Oh, that's probably way better. Uh, for the soul, it's done well. Um, I'm not so much as a quote unquote corporate drone as uh, I, 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 st- I still love my I still love my finance and my business, but I maybe not as heartless as some would really portray it. <laughs> but I'll tell you what is going to be heartless, Kyle. We're going to get it right into it, my man. Let's do it. And it is the Giants organization. Ladies and gentlemen, Kyle and I were not even really interested too much in the Monday night game, so we were actually just going to do this uh, podcast episode on Sunday night, but I had been drinking pretty heavily on Sunday. I know I'm supposed to be watching games. I know. I know. But again, it's the fall. It's time for spend time with friends. We had a nice little cookout, played some cornhole, played some can jam, it was a good time, man. Played some music. That's, that's oh, why you bro. pay for the condensed games, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way. This is the way. Um, that w- it's it, it was a good time. So yeah, so I, I did a good bit of drinking that day. But yeah, I did watch the condensed day, or games that we were going to discuss and really just kind of just get an idea and really see everything. And but then as I was working last night, um, Kyle was just like, "Hey, man, so like, what, what we got going?" And I just instantly sent him the talking points like, all right, well, it's really hard not to have 
Daniel Jones at the very top of this point. So I will they say got that dominated. They, they got dominated and their offensive line continues to be an issue. And obviously Saquon being out is just such a devastating blow, but Kyle, what I really thought was pretty much like the deciding factor of the Giants season, and I hate this because I actually picked them to make the playoffs. Uh, it's just, I mean, this is just how it is just right now. I don't know if you noticed, but I think it was the big, is like near the start of the fourth quarter, Brian Dayball just walks over to Daniel Jones on the bench. Daniel Jones just looking at the iPad. Brian jo- or Dayball's trying to say something to him, says something to him, takes his iPad and literally just throws it on the bench and just walks away shaking his head. I'm just like, all right, that's that's a good indicator of where the Giants are at right now. And everyone keeps talking like, oh yeah, four years, 160 million, da 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 da. Yeah. Kyle, they can actually. The way that his contract is set up is, yes, there's this season. He has a massive cap cap hit. I think next season he has a not as big. But after next season, like you can, his cap hit is, I think, like below like 25 mil. So you can easily get rid of him after this – or not this season, but next season. And who knows, man, with the, uh, the quarterback class coming in, you could draft a day two, day three guy and just – develop them you know brian dayball's proved to be a good coach who's to say kyle winsky that they that the giants will not take another duke quarterback prayers up for riley leonard hopefully you get better my man we we need you to get better like please get better who's to say they won't take him and have him basically maybe sit behind daniel jones and just kind of learn and then he turns out to be better because Brian Dayball, if he can do what he did with Josh Allen, it's like, all right, well, Riley Leonard is tall, has a pretty decent arm, not a cannon, but is mobile, can definitely run. Something to kind of think about. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said. I don't know how much I have to say about about the Giants. It's, it's kind of the same thing that we saw week one, dude. It's like... And I know they had that comeback against the Cardinals, and that was all fine and dandy. But so far, I think we've consistently seen this kind of play from them. And I don't expect it to turn around, to be honest. I was kind of on the, like, where my mind was at was, how much of this is Daniel Jones and how much of this is coaching? Well, Kyle, it's a little bit of both. I mean, I, I was actually talking about this uh, in one of my group chats. Uh, defensive coordinators now have a full year's worth of Brian Dayball-type coaching and Mike Kafka calling plays and what Daniel Jones likes to do and what he doesn't like to do. So the way that their season th- – this is kind of how their season started off last year too. So what, the only thing is the, – or the biggest difference is that last year at the start of the season, they were just winning games. So no one's really like pointing out, you know, the glaring, the glaring flaws like an offensive line that's simply, again, subpar. And this is, again, without Andrew Thomas. Um, <laughs> obviously, Saquon being out. My question is where in the fuck is Darren Waller? <laughs> what is he 
I know it's what, not him, but it's like owners are wondering, bro. Bro, what? It, there is a missing <laughs> persons report out for that man right now, and it is a shame. And one one positive I did read from the Giants is that Jalen Hyatt, their their training camp standout rookie from Tennessee, he got a whopping whopping. 27 <laughs> snaps which is more that, than last week so they seem and it's still abysmal bro 20 27 snaps bro at least it's ascending <laughs> we have ascending numbers there's optimism maybe not much optimism but there's that i'm just thinking like this is why i thought the giants were going to be is an optimism <laughs> Well, it's more than last week, so yeah, it is. Like I, I mean, that's why I'm looking at. <laughs> you know this. Whew. They say you know the the glass half empty, glass half full. But from my perspective, the glass is always refillable. And right now, it just it, it's difficult because I figured they'd just be more explosive, and they're not. And again, like yeah, Brian Dayball. No, they're not. And it, I think uh, last year I even said like you know Brian Dayball was going to squeeze every little into drop of talent out of Daniel Jones. He probably just did it all last year. And it was literally just kind of just, again, everyone's got film. Everyone knows. Um, but I, as I was saying, like last year, they had a little bit of a rough start, but Saquon was playing and they were winning games. And then towards the end of the year, they started throwing the ball a lot more and started trusting Daniel Jones a lot more. And I think now it's to the point to where, all right, well, what was it like? At like Kyle, the past like the past two home games that they've had, they've only scored three points. Yeah, it's cr- it's crazy, dude. I I'm actually I was thinking about um, going back and watching, not not probably not the Cowboys game, but like what I want to watch this one back, and I want to watch the game back where they they had that comeback against the Cardinals, and I want to see what's what's different. In this offense, right? Because clearly there was something that worked there and nothing that works <laughs> this time. And I kind of just want to go back and watch it and kind of see what I what I see, you know? But to well, me, like, last night it looked like – it looks like he – bro, I don't know if you disagree, but it looks like he looks to run the ball a lot. Like he's almost scared to okay. pass it. <laughs> Well, because he knows his offensive line is shit, and he knows that he only has that two-second mark, but it's to the point to where it's just like, all right, well, I look up. If my first read isn't even there, I'm, I'm going to maybe like glance at my second read, and I'm not even going to acknowledge the other part of the field because I just don't have the time to do that, and then I'm instantly looking to run because yeah. I have edge rushers coming at me. and That could you know, lead I mean, very nicely into our next point with someone else. <laughs> well, we'll get into that here in a little bit. I this I also want to give a good bit of um, a shout out to uh the Seahawks, uh specifically yeah, uh Devin Witherspoon. Bro, yeah, dude. We around a around a decade ago, that LOB style of play with Pete Carroll, Richard Sherman, Cam Bam Bam Chancellor, Earl the Squirrel Thomas. Like yep. He looks like an L-O-B. Like, he's making hits, obviously picking the ball off, taking it back to the house. 
and it's crazy too because uh, Pete Carroll's always just been the. Now I I've been open and public and wrong about the whole uh, uh the whole fire Pete Carroll because at one point it just seemed as though just like everyone else, just like oh well Russ is carrying him and Pete's just in here. Right. It's like no, it turns out Pete Carroll's actually really good at his job and he knows what he's doing. But been there 14 another person, years, dude. <laughs> Fourteen nah, years, bro. I don't think the teeth can last up in fourteen years if he keeps chewing that gum the way he does, man. He just man, dude, it looks he... aggressive, <laughs> bro. We we don't need to get into that, but anyway, just like Devin Witherspoon, the fact that uh, Pete Carroll has always been known, even back from his USC days, to just uh, take some flyers on some guys, like a little bit of a let's just say. Uh, outgoing characters with maybe uh, just a little bit of a character issues, whether they be good or bad, more bad than good for the people that he talk about. And you would always um, hear leading up to the draft, like, all right, well, there's a really good chance that Jalen Carter is obviously going to fall, but he won't fall past five because due to um, the benefit of uh, owning someone else's draft pick, the right. yeah, Seattle now has the fifth pick, and now they could possibly take Jalen Carter. I just think that it was a and it was it took a little bit of you know took a little bit of balls from not just Pete Carroll but also their their general manager John Schneider. He's he's made some good picks and some bad picks, but him and Pete Carroll have been in it for a long time now. Yeah, take Devin Witherspoon and you know have a Monday night game to where this is pretty much his like coming out party and pretty much just kind of just show like hey I'm adding to a team that already made the playoffs and adding to an already young secondary like it's a very good investment especially in a passing oh, league yeah. now to have three really good corners and just yeah man like it's and Dude, it was a little bit of a oh i'm sorry go ahead no i was just looking i was looking at his stats because i was trying to find them um but i mean I think he had like a sack. He had a pick six, yeah, obviously. He had, he had two sacks. Oh shit! Uh, okay, hell yeah. He had two sacks, seven tackles, and then that pick six. L O B. Like, dude. I mean, <laughs> they were even saying on the broadcast they were like, "We're seeing legions of boom side." I mean, because you got Tariq Woolen back there, bro. They did. They said that. They said they did say that. Ladies they and gentlemen, did say we're... that, bro. <laughs> It's only a matter of time. I hung in there long enough to at least hear him say that. Well, I mean, just the mindset, and I, I, I absolutely love it. And um, so, I guess, pretty much speaking of mindset and uh, going, uh, sticking with the defensive side. So, <laughs> listen, right. bro. People thought I don't. I, listen, last week we were asleep, bro. We only had two days to prepare without without Trayvon with the Trayvon injury. I'm like, you you mentioned it and I'm already like going off. <laughs> I just say I recognize Please, that go. I rec- I recognize that defense. I recognize it. Polarizing take. If you get if you have to or if the Cowboys get a lead on you, you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> As if no one has said that within these last few weeks. And for a while there, ladies and gentlemen, that game looked pretty respectable. You know, three and three, battling, kind of just going back and forth. But then, you know, boat starts taking in water. And it starts sinking pretty fucking quick. 
Yeah, as soon as, soon as, uh, as, soon as uh, Leighton Vanderesh picked up that ball and ran it in for a tutty, it was it started to go downhill fast. So it's not just the turnovers. <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll give the Cowboys their flowers because they obviously they're rolling and they just beat the shit out of the Patriots. Fun fact, sir. Bill Belichick has never lost by more than 35 points or 35 points or more. Fun fact. Up until Sunday. That was the yep. that was the first time. There's a first time for everything, and that was that was a good first to see. I will I will that admit was. that's a good first. That that's was. a good first to see. <laughs> um, but man, just okay. So, but uh, yeah, just sticking with the Cowboys. Just it's incredible how Dan Quinn can just. There, there's a reason that he's probably one of, if not the highest paid defensive coordinator. I'm gonna guess about yeah. four or five mil probably right there with like Vic Fangio or hell even more than Vic. And you see why that is now you can make the argument of how good the Patriots are, whether or not you want like that, that that's a whole podcast episode, Kyle, that I may yeah, want to be a part of, but I would rather to that. There are, there's a lot of moving parts to that, <clears throat> but the fact that you can literally just see what they're doing adjust and actually just make the the changes that you need to literally just start pulling away very slowly. And then obviously you just get boat raced. And the next thing you know, you just look up and you see that viral shot of Bill Belichick with his hand over his head, just wondering like, what the hell is going on this Sunday? Like, and they got to feel, great. they got to, they got to feel pretty good right now. I think they do. I, th- I think, you know, that loss Tony to Pollard looks really good. He Shout does. out 901 Memphis. <clears throat> it was also really cool to see Zeke return and see the video, and that, that was, was a nice. cool. That, that was, was a cool, cool thing. Uh, that was pretty cool. But yeah, dude, it was. You know, I didn't really. I was one of the Cowboys fans who di- who didn't really care about the loss to the Cardinals. To be honest, like I think everyone's gonna have a game where you come out. Uh, like they did a little flat and, and like I said, they only had a couple of days to prepare after Diggs went out and now you look at what, okay, cool. We got past that. Now let's come up with a game plan without him. Cause he's not there on the field and look what happened. The, the chargers have been in. Bro. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's another point I was going to kind of get to with uh, Dan Quinn with his good coaching. Like the fact that, yeah, you can lose, um, um, Trayvon Diggs and have Bland step in and instantly make plays, you know, just as a testament to how, you know, the well the scheme is coached and pretty much how like mm-hmm. the language and a little bit the trust of the secondary is and pretty much the playmakers themselves. But I was going to say, man, the Cardinals, we all picked them to suck. Rightfully, it, it happens. But I'll say this, for the first month, they've been in damn near every game. Like, they are oh, not yeah. just laying down. Like, like no. They, like they're they're we all have to remember that these are professionals. Like this is an actual job for them. Like this is their nine to five. Like this, like I mean, they, they don't give a shit about draft picks and futures. Like you know, they no. they care about the day to day operations and winning on Sunday. And they're at least respectfully showing some fight. And you know, it's gone their way. You know, obviously with the with the bully beat down, but pretty much like the rest of the way, it's unfortunate. But it's like, hey, well. You know, at least they're, I mean, if they're double point fate um, underdogs, you know, maybe even like, you know, bet on them to even like cover that. Cause it just, 
I would. They're, they're not. Yeah, well, they're not laying down, and that's they're that's not. what you can it, you can definitely respect that about the team. It's unfortunate again, literally, just how they're losing. Um, speaking of the other team, how it's unfortunate how they're losing, bro. The Bengals, like you, kind of pointed it out a couple weeks ago, like it was already starting to panic, and I was already just like, ah. Eh. I was maybe blinded a little bit by my love of uh, Joey B, and just kind of just like, well, this is how they start. This is what the Bengals do. They just kind of start, but it's like, all right, bro. Like, <clears throat> it's one thing to you know lose to how you lose, but to, now I think the mixture of them losing to Tennessee was kind of a Tennessee like they want to beat down Cincinnati because let's be honest, here in the city of Nashville, like. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase got like a tiny piece of ownership, whether they know it or not. Like the time, the times that the Bengals have been here have been very successful, and I've seen, I, I saw not the playoff game, but the regular season game live, where Joey Burrow just kind of just lit them up. But now the fact they just came down and just beat down like the Bengals like they did, Kyle, I'm willing to believe that. Joe Burrow's injury is a lot more serious than people are publicly speaking about or yeah, even want so to public. It, yeah, exactly. It's, it has it's so, to be. It's so serious that they are changing their entire offense, bro. Like, I, I was – I mean, first of all, I told you a few weeks ago, like you said, they got to win two of these next three games, and they're not doing it. <laughs> they're not doing it. I'm not going to lie, bro. I thought they were going to smoke – the Titans. I thought this was the week that it was the get right game. They were going to turn it all around because I still don't think the Titans are good. And Mike Vrabel is just such a stud. We'll get into that here in a he little is, while. He is. And the defense played great. But so I was, I, even before I, you know, I asked you about the notes, I was like, well, I know he's going to talk about Cincinnati and Tennessee. So, so I didn't, I didn't watch that game because it's like local, you know, so it's not on Sunday ticket. Well, that's the w- one game at the watch party that we were watching in because the host of the house party <laughs> is, is an LSU alum. So yeah, her and so- I are we're, we're just kind of <laughs> like, all right, whatever happens, happens. I went, I went back and I watched the condensed yesterday because I was like, I gotta see, like this isn't making sense to me. So I watched the game and I got, I put, I got the stats right here. I took a screenshot and. Oh, it, when you, it's bad. When you look at this 27 to 3, bro, with my eyes, I saw kind of the same thing that we've been seeing. The offensive line is straight up ass. He's got no time to throw the ball. And that what you were talking about earlier with Daniel Jones, how he met, he has a couple seconds to make his first read, his second read, and then he's done for. That's the same thing that's happening with Joe Burrow. And the offensive line is garbage. Uh, we'll talk about the chase comment. You sent me that video. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, that's that's a big one. But I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, thir- on third down, you were two for nine. Okay, two for nine. Fourth down, you were 0 for 1. Uh, let's see. Your, uh, where was it? Where was the stat? Dude, the time they each team had nine drives, right? In mm-hmm. the game. The Titans nearly doubled the yards. The Titans had four hundred. The Bengals had two hundred and eleven. And that makes sense, because when I'm watching this, 
they're trying to get the ball out of Burrow's hand as fast as possible. Why are they doing that? Because his injury is worse, bro, than they are. They sh- he shouldn't be out there, dude, to me. He shouldn't be out there. I know they're trying to save the season, but, like, this man is going to end up getting severe, <laughs> severely injured, and he's already been injured before. And you just paid this guy. You just made this dude the highest-paid quarterback in the league, bro. Like... I don't know, man. It's I I was leaning each week. I feel like I get uh, I get more on the train of like, all right, there's major cause for concern, and now I think it's straight up. They're done, bro. Like I, I really well, now, believe. Well, now that, everyone's I believe, joined you on that train. Everyone's starting be, to kind yeah. of getting that way. I really believe with how, that they might finish last in the division, bro. I really do. There, I mean, if it, things can get weird for them. Really quick, and especially before Halloween, which not many, if anyone, anticipated on that happening with the Bengals. And, you know, Kyle, one of the big things I noticed because it's like, all right, well, if I'm going to watch a game, I kind of, instead of social, or, you know, while socializing with everyone, I also have to watch this. Uh, thankfully, everyone was nice enough and courteous enough to just keep me updated with so many of the league happenings. I'm just kind of just like, <laughs> Thank you. I'm just thank you. So like, Dylan, what do you think about this? And I was like, uh, I don't really right. have an opinion right now. You know, maybe another glass of wine. We'll we'll we'll, we'll have an opinion. <laughs> but just as I'm watching that game, um, he's not extending plays like he does. Like he's not like actually like moving around and kind of like trying to make things happen. And no. He's literally just standing there and backing up and hoping to God he doesn't get hit. And with Tennessee's defensive line and how badass they are, just especially Big Jeff, bro, like it's that that was just a recipe for disaster. And again, I feel like the Titans had a Vrabel had the message of like we need to beat down this team. They are a wounded tiger right now. We need to come in and slay them, skin them, and wear their skin to the public and yell our famous war cry that Joey B and the Bengal kingdom has fallen and here is the head to prove it. You're not, and, you're not. And well, here's the thing, bro. That's just going to keep happening. Why would you not just continue to, to, to build your defensive game plan when you play the Bengals around Send as much pressure as possible. As much you can just send four. I mean, right now their offensive, their their passing attack is you know at this point, I guess again like they're that you know defensive coordinators they they get paid a premium for a reason, and now they're starting to see some tendencies that Zach Taylor loves to do, that Joey B loves to do now, especially that he has limited mobility. That video that I sent you with Jamar Chase now openly talking shit like it's. That's not yeah. good. <laughs> do, like, do you want to know what the most concerning stat on here for me is? The fact that he has what, like, I, I think I saw I saw a discerning stat that he has like less than two hundred yards on the season right now. Isn't that true? I haven't looked deeply in his. I don't know, but mine was more about the passing attack, dude. <laughs> that makes sense. Four point two yards per pass average, bro. Oh yeah, he's trying to get rid of it quick. Like And T. Higgins got hurt. <clears throat> like four point two yards per pass average. That is only 
0.2 higher than the total average yards per rush, bro. That is to yeah. me that that is a that is a jacked up math equation, bro. <laughs> And With it's even more disturbing. Like yeah, especially because you would think, you know, guns blazing, here we go, hug it, chug it, football. I have <clears> T. <throat> Higgins on one side, Jamar Chase on the other. You know, Joe Mixon can catch passes. You know, people forget, like, Tyler Boyd's still there. Like, just, like, what are we doing? And just now, I, and now, speaking of what we're doing, just kind of just going over the Titan side. And I, Kyle, I was thinking about this um, in my not drunken state, but just a little bit of a tipsy <clears throat> stage, just because I was also, uh, well, I was keeping up with pretty much, uh, you know, I, again, everyone's telling me what's going on. So I'm just kind of right. just like already like gaining some opinions. So I'm just like, all right, well, yeah, okay. So um, for the Titans, I'm just sitting there just watching the game. I'm just like, you know what? It is really hard to just get an idea for this team because I feel like this team shouldn't be doing well. And yet they're two and two. They just beat the shit out of the Bengals where people are predicting them to win their division. If not be one of the top seeds, if not some people's eyes, the top seed in the AFC. And they're doing this with Ryan Tannehill, not really blowing the stats off. You don't really have an outside uh, perimeter, like, consistent threat. Derrick Henry is pretty much just doing everything to just will the offense to to just gain yards, positive yards. Even the little – I did call the uh, (laughs) – when we were in the watch party, I did call the little uh, little Tebow jump pass that he did. uh, Dude, yeah. I I had a nice little, like – I kind of saw that one coming, and even those that that don't watch football saw that. Just like, whoa, like, what? If, yeah, like, that guy. Like, listen to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, no, nah, it just—it's it, so hard to figure out, and I think that's literally just again just such a testament to Mike Vrabel. Like, I think Vrabel no, yeah, is just such a stud. Yeah, dude. Like, he is. Now, I know that I kind of shit on defensive coaches, but I think what separates defensive coaches and like people like him specifically, Kyle, people forget that he was a team captain on Super Bowl winning teams. His oh, best yeah, he was, friend. Yeah, he was a badass. His, yeah. he, his best friend is Tom Brady. <clears throat> like he like Mike Vrabel is a leader amongst men. Like, and he went through the coaching ranks like he was to, like he, you know, learned under right. the tutelage of urban Meyer in college, phony and fraud, but that doesn't, that's, we don't need to talk about that. Goes <laughs> to Houston, earns his coaching ranks through there. And then under the tutelage of Billy O. And then now is pretty much just like running the show in Tennessee and just doing his own thing. Yeah. And, um, I love, I love Mike. I just I'm with you though, dude. I don't really know what to make of them. Like to me, they still the offense is still very predictable. The ball's either going to Derrick Henry or or it's gonna you're gonna throw to DeAndre Hopkins 15 times. But and then the defense. Here's my thing, and these wins that they've had, they're playing a Bengals team that is just going downhill fast, and then they played a Chargers team that doesn't know how to play defense at all. So like. That's why I'm kind of struggling to like really form an opinion on the Titans. 
I still don't believe in Ryan Tannehill, and I never will, even if he even if okay, he does amazing. Their but. very first week when they played against the Saints, if Ryan Tannehill doesn't throw those three interceptions, they could be three and one, and sitting pretty. But he did throw pretty. Oh, he did throw them. <laughs> he did throw them. He gonna throw some more too. I don't think though they're gonna win that division. I I dude, I honestly think the Texans are going to. So you got right into my next point. So with Vrabel being the way that he is, and this is what I was thinking about, and while I, and someone was talking to me about the Texans game, and I'm just kind of just thinking like, I'll see. I okay. The one person I did engage was the Texans person because they were telling me because they had um they had Nico Collins starting, and I was like, hey, I got Nico Collins starting too. Seems like a very good idea. Um, so we were talking about it, and I, I was like, what's C.J. Stroud's numbers? And he was telling me, and I go. You know, I guarantee you, if Carolina had a redo, which everyone kind of figured that C.J. Stroud was kind of the early betting favorite to go first with them, they would probably take him over Bryce Young right now. I wouldn't. Well, I guarantee you right now, if the Carolina Panthers were to call the Texans and just do a straight-up trade their guy for their guy, Texans would hang up the phone. Bryce, like, like it wouldn't Bryce, even be Bryce a, Young looks awful, bro. We won't even need to get in Bryce Young. That <laughs> no, we Panthers, don't. We don't the need Panthers to. are not a story right now. The big story I took from the Panther, or I'm sorry, not the Panthers, the Texans, the Texans, as far as what they're doing right now is not only have they found their quarterback, they have found their head coach as well. Yeah, but their head coach is pretty much the same as a Vrabel. He's a defensive guy, but um. He's a team captain. Bro, I read that he was a team captain his rookie year with the Texans. Wasn't he like a second or third round pick? Like it's D'Amico? Like, yeah, like D'Amico Ryans is pretty much the same as Mike Vrabel. And I think the main difference is that these guys have not only played and have really just like gone from like that side, but the fact that how well they just connect with people and how well they just do – well, with just building those relationships and just leading men. And I think yeah. the AFC South, as far as coaching standpoint, elite. You got Mike Vrabel, D'Amico Ryans, Shane Steichen looks like him and Anthony Richardson are going to make some magic. Doug Peterson and uh, Trevor Lawrence, I mean, they've already shown they can win the division and host a playoff game and win a playoff game. A little bit of a slow start, but they'll kind of get it together. Toy Story game was adorable. I will shave it. Gosh, dude. <laughs> shut up. It was adorable. I, I, I have a niece. He said, shut up. It was adorable. <laughs> I have a niece. I'm supposed to feel like something soft. For like, it was a, if I was watching that game with her, we, we would love that together. Stop. Yeah, if I, if I had I kids, love you, Hazel. If, if, my, if my nephew Noah Dean was here, uh, yeah, it'd be great. But I turned it off after like 0. 0.5 seconds. Okay, yeah. <laughs> see, I can understand. Yes. But from the time that I flipped it over, I'm like, okay, this is kind of cute. But anyway, just, but just mark, put in your brain that I said the Texans are going to win this division, and let's circle back okay. at the end of the season. Okay, absolutely, we will. I, you and, know what I love about that is that they are letting him, they're letting CJ just figure it out, bro. Be CJ. Just, I mean, we saw in the very last game against George, it's like, hey, like this guy can move. Where has that been at Ohio State the entirety of his career? Why didn't he do this 
at all. And we saw that it's almost a little bit like uh, what Justin Herbert was uh, that uh, when uh, he played the Rose Bowl game his last year. It's like, whoa, like this guy can move? Like this big right. dude can with a big arm can move? And the and weapons, the fact that, bro? Bro, see, like Nico Collins, you got Tank Dell. John Mechie laid down a stupid, like, eliminating style block, you know, you know, obviously it's incredible for him coming back from leukemia, but the yeah, fact dude. that they, and Damian Pierce obviously looks angry. The And when you have a guy like D'Amico mm-hmm. Ryan saying he wish he had 10 other players like Will Anderson on defense, you know, you got yourself a stud as well. And Kyle, we're, this is, we're not even talking about the ammunition they still have coming with those draft picks from Cleveland, from the Deshaun well, Watson no, deal. Like, and, um, bro, like, just, I mean, yeah, Houston's in a good spot. Obviously, the Colts are going to be ascending. They play the Titans this week, so that'll be fun to watch. Uh, yeah. Jags kind of look like they're getting together. As far Again, as far as the coaching standpoint from the AFC South, which is not normally an exciting division altogether, but from a coaching standpoint, very well set up. And these quarterbacks outside of Tannehill are – and hell, even Trevor Lawrence is starting to kind of like look a little bit better. But Anthony Richardson and C.J. Stroud, specifically C.J. Stroud, I mean, hell, he's breaking records and, like you said, figuring it out. And oh yeah, dude, he is figuring it out very well. I actually read a report that uh, he hosts a lot of his teammates at his house almost every night. Yeah, I was watching. Uh, I was at the gym yesterday, and I put on like, uh, you know, either first take YouTube videos or. Uh, the herd or something like that, and T.J. Hushman. Shout out, of- Uncle Colin, big support. <laughs> we big fans of you, my man. Yeah, dude. T.J. Hushmanzada uh, was on there yesterday, and he was talking about how he works with a lot of these guys, and uh, he knew C.J. was going to be something very, very special, even when he was still in high school, bro. That's incredible. And, and he said not only the talent, but the way that he treats people, kind of like what you were saying about D'Amico Ryan's, bro. Like that, it seems like the culture over there has finally come together because the culture over there has been ass ever since that team became an organization, bro. Like I'm from Houston, I've watched it. I've watched it just get decimated year after year after year, and especially towards the end of the Deshaun Watson. Era. I mean, it was about the worst thing we've we've seen in at least from that franchise. And now to see how far they've come and how it has turned around and it's becoming what it is. And I, and I really do believe, bro. Like you said, they got those picks coming up with the weapons they have now. I believe they can be in a team that's as elite as they come pretty soon. Absolutely. And yep. again, they're not, and their quarterbacks making peanuts. Like you're paying, you're not paying him anything for four years yep. and you can build around that and you can have players, Hey, coming into Texas, no state income tax. You play in a dome, you play in a weaker style division. You have a badass coach and a badass quarterback that happens to be a badass individual as a person. A lot of good selling points right now. And like you, I mean, Kyle, it's just, I guess for Houston fans, it's just reassuring. And I guess so, like your your fan base is so grateful right now because there's actual, like there's a there's an aligned vision with everyone. It seeps yeah. from the general manager to the front office to the head coach to now the quarterback. Like everyone is aligned. Uh-huh. And, and they've everyone, never had that, bro. 
to have that type of alignment and have that type of on the same page mentality and we're all in this together. Here we go. It's, it's astounding. Yeah. It really and I is. Know, I know it's the Steelers, but dude, but they beat them down, bro. The, the Steelers are not used to getting beat down like that. They're not specifically by the Houston Texans. That's like you said, been yeah. a laughing stock for the last couple of years. So that's yeah. And again, it's the Steelers. It's the Steeler brand. Mike T has already came out and said they're going to make some changes. My guess would be offensively. Unfortunately, Kenny Pickett got yeah, hurt. hurt. Prayers up, but um, he says that he's not going to be out as long. But he sucks who's... anyway, bro. <laughs> yeah, he sucks I mean, anyway. <laughs> some of these quarterbacks have taken a big step back. But I'll tell you someone who took a giant step forward, Kyle, and it just happened to be on the biggest stage. Yep. Say who I think you're going to say. Oh, I'm going to because he rightfully er- he has rightfully earned actual praise, like legitimate, authentic praise. And again, he did it in front of 27 million people, and that's not even including the millions of, uh, I guess, like the – or, or how many people that were even there. He did it in front of the Swifties. He did it in front of Miss Swift herself. He did it in front of Hugh Jackman. He did it in front of Ryan Reynolds. He did it in front of Blake Lively. The only reason I know those three people there is because Brittany told me and made a big deal out of it. And it big deal out of it. And, bro, I am really happy for Zach Wilson. I really Me too, am. bro. Me too. I, I am happy. And not only that, I'm also happy that the fact that towards the end, like he's sitting there with Thomas Morstead and there, or, uh, or the punter. Uh, yeah, they was talking. And they're just kind of just talking. He goes, yeah, man, I just uh, fumbled. Or, you know, I lost us the game, he bro. Said it's my fault. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's my fault. Like, I mean, he's already taken that accountability and you saw like Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, like you see people coming over and like, like dapping him up and like, you know, trying to like bring him up and whatnot. Like he legitimately gave them an opportunity to win the football game. And he made some really good throws. He had that one throw where uh, Lazard pretty much just kind of just like came back and really just kind of just, you know, t- just made a play on the ball, bro. Yeah, like that, that drive coming out of halftime, bro, that entire drive, every throw was perfect. I'm so every happy throw. for him. I I am I'm so happy for him, man. Yeah, especially with I, everything that's happening. Yeah, I'm it, kind of like I was thinking about it, and like the you know, did you hear the stuff that Rodney Harrison said after? Who? Her, uh, Rodney Harrison. Who? At the at the end, he said, "Who? <laughs> Fuck that guy." <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, that person doesn't have. <laughs> Anything at no. it's not ringing a bell. I think you mean Rodney <laughs> Carrington, the the funny comedian singer. Now he's now he's someone we can talk about. Rodney Carrington is an incredible entertainer. I've seen him live. He's very funny. The other guy, <laughs> the the stuff that he said, bro. I mean, that's just we don't need to be doing that. But my thing was like. That's why we have people like Chris Jones. I'll just, I'll just, yeah. I'll just say that as my opinion. That's this is why we have people like Chris Jones, and yeah. this is why and I, we and have I ambassadors that Chris of Jones the M- stuck up for him, because uh, that was completely uncalled for. And to be honest, 
I, he shouldn't be allowed to be to be on there, bro. I don't know who you're talking about, man. <laughs> you, you used to, I didn't know He's Rodney like, Carrington was doing <laughs> games. That's incredible. I love this, uh, bro. I think to people, it seems like people tend to forget that, like, not only was he a first round pick, right? But like, you are an NFL quarterback. You are going to have moments where you play like an NFL quarterback and you have great drives. And now, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to get ahead of myself thinking, all right, Zach Wilson's the guy. But what that game did for his confidence, for his team's confidence, the fact that it was the first time that you saw them rally around him since the Aaron Rodgers injury. Everyone's been on eggshells. And I and I feel like as the game went on, he was getting more and more confident. And I bet part of it was probably because he's doing it against the, the Super Bowl champions. So that's one big part of it. Nothing but to like, lose. People are already to, talking shit about me. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, Super Bowl champion. What, fuck it. What do I have to lose? Yeah. What and are they going to do? Talk he, more shit? And he showed up. And he, he played a hell of a game. I want to see what happens going forward. Uh, but, like, it was the first time for me that I saw him confident. I saw the team confident. And it gives me a little bit of hope that maybe they can figure this out. Because Rogers, Rogers swears he's, he's coming back this year. How and the so, hell can you listen to Dolphins have sex on repeat and expect that to be a recovery method? Explain that to me. The ayahuasca I, I can get. I get that. Okay, that can take you differently to a whole place of mind. But listening to the Dolphins sex thing, I draw the line. I'm not. What? No, what the hell? That is, oh, so, that is so Aaron Rodgers. Uh, that, that, it is. He listen, should just dude, trademark that as listen, his recovery method. Listen, Cam Akers, was it four and a half months? Four months? Dylan's heated. I wish y'all could see his face. <laughs> he was moving. Hey, he was moving pretty swiftly on them crutches, bro. I'm just saying. He's really trying to get Oh, back. great. And Are I, we a platform now if, that start making no, Taylor Swift puns? No, we're not. We're not making Taylor Swift puns, Dylan. I'm tired of the Taylor Swift shit. Good. Shake that <laughs> off. But what I'm saying is, I think there's a chance that he could. I'm not going to doubt Aaron Rodgers. He's given us reasons not to doubt him. So I'm just saying, I I think this is good for Zach to at least carry the load and carry it confidently and try to get – I mean, I don't know. The, the chances of getting to the playoffs aren't very high because you're going up against the Dolphins and the Bills. But I don't know, man. I'm happy for him. I'm, I really am. I, I am as well. If there's anything, if there's any type of moral victory to take away, which, you know, you can really, you know, moral victories, everyone has their own personal preference. But if you can, if you're the Jets, you can at least walk away and just be like, hey, we lost that game by 20, or we lost that game by three, even though that, you know, Patrick Mahomes should have scored oh, towards right. the end. <laughs> time travelers didn't. didn't like but that. He didn't. <laughs> yeah, time oh, no, travelers didn't pissed, like bro. that. They were oh, oh yeah, they, they 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 lost out on a hotel on that one. Uh, but um, yeah, I think it was like yeah, eighty million. Eighty million was bet on that game. Gosh, dude, 
He better have extra security at his home. Someone go, someone going to be watching the Mahomes estate. I didn't say that. We Dude, didn't say that honest, FBI. To be honest, to be honest though, like only a 3 point game. I I was actually kind of shocked that he did that. Well, yeah, exactly. Like the fact that it was even if he would have scored, the fact that you could still look at that as like a 10-point game where everyone thought I mean, hell, the fact that it was 17 to nothing and I was forced to watch that game just because, you know, obviously there's only one reason that a lot of people want to see this game and it's not to do with football. And it's just you know, I'm I'm like I don't want to watch this game just be like you know, I have Brittany just be like I want to see her. Oh, you saw her. <laughs> You saw her you every did. fucking yeah, time and, the camera moved. And and it seemed like it's 17 nothing. It's like, all right, well, the only way to get people to keep watching this is to just, yeah, just keep doing this. But then it started to be like, come a game. And it's just like, all right, well, this is interesting now. Like, this is, like, I, like there's some juice to this now. Like, it's, okay, this is a game. And, again, that he was able to just, like, keep it together. And, again, pretty much just have a, like, why risk it? Like, just, like, play. Like, don't even listen to these yeah. people. Tone it out. That that's a good stepping stone going forward because now yeah. it's the jet like you said like the Jets it's like hey this is still early in the season we just hit October like it's a lot of shit can happen and a lot of teams can instantly start falling off like it's it, well yeah I I'll tell you if a team you didn't if you watch that and didn't become a fan of, of Zach, Zach Wilson, Wilson the person I think well, you have a problem <laughs> well Kyle good hearted people will now see this young man as we've all been in our young phases of life, you were seeing this person mature. Like we're mm-hmm. seeing this person literally start to grow up. Like he's no longer bratty. He's Mac totally Jones different, dude. is bratty now. Dog, <laughs> Mac, no, Mac Jones, Mac Jones is, is getting to the point where like, uh, even his own teammates aren't respecting him, bro. We don't need to like, talk about that anymore. No. <laughs> this is a good positive vibes for how well Zach Wilson is coming to his own and doing it's well. It's great. The other team in his division that's unfortunately doing well, and they're pretty much having a big, you know, muscle flex these last three weeks, showing that that week one was an anomaly. And these Buffalo Bills, you know, a lot of more people are circling the wagon and starting to hop on their bandwagon. And um, I don't know if you saw um, Stephon Diggs had his nice little Stone Cold celebration where he's just smashing beers and just, you know, getting the, getting everyone hype. Three tutties. Bro the, bro, the Bills are on a tear right now. And... The fact that it was just against a team that just put up 70 points, the fact that you can literally just pretty much it's like the security in like a famous nightclub. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa hold up. Tua, Mike McDaniels, who else is on the Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. None of y'all are on the list. Like this the this <laughs> this this, cl- this is division champ club. Like divi- like the people I see are Josh Allen, I see Sean McDermott, I see Stephon Diggs, I see Gabriel Dude. They on the list. You're not on the list. You can't get in. And right now it just like the Bills just kind of just proved like, hey, if you want you know, if you wanna hang out with the adults on Halloween and drink, instead of going with hanging out with the kids and trick or treat and getting candy, you know, you gotta grow up a little bit. And it's it's hey, it's it's a humbling little experience for Tua and Mike McDaniel. They're still 
they're still pretty good. They're still going to be, you know, pretty yeah, nice. I'm, they're yeah, going to be fine. Not, they're going to be fine. I'm not worried about it at we all, We shouldn't. Dude. We shouldn't. <laughs> That's why this isn't really much of a conversation. This is more of a, like, holy shit, the Bills are kind of having, like, FU games back to back to back. Now, granted, it's, what did they play? They played the Raiders, which <laughs> I'm not even going to. I won't say shit no, about the Raiders. It's the, Ra- it's the Raiders. Just move they, on to the next one. Yeah, they <laughs> play, they've played the Raiders. Obviously, um, who else? Uh, well, they just they just played the Dolphins and they just like stomped them. I forgot the other team that they uh, they annihilated as well. But yeah, so they're they're kind of they're trying to get in mid season form. And they're yeah they're doing great. Josh Allen looks like he's making better decisions. He's looking a little bit more yeah, confident than he reckless. did on night one for sure. Um, which is positive. I, you know, I, I, I kind of expected the game when you, when you win by 70, I mean, I don't even know if I can say that cause no one does that, but <laughs> when well, you no, win uh, last by 70, week, uh, you're going to come back good, down to earth a little bit. Or our friend Cole actually said that uh, as far as like, um, who was on last week when we talked about that, <laughs> that's the first time in 30 years that a team has scored. 70 points. Yeah. Yeah. I well, mean, it doesn't, that, it doesn't about, happen. That's, you know, that that's I, more than half our life or that's the, or that I was about two and you were what? Like you were probably like born around that time. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm 33 on Monday. Oh, happy birthday, buddy. Hell oh, yeah. No, what are we doing? This, this, this coming Monday is my, bir- is Where my birthday. Where are we going and what records are we going to have? We're going downtown, bro. <laughs> oh, instantly lost me. There we go. That's that. That's We're a great way. No, Dylan, you can come get you can come get drunk for one night, bro. That, uh, we shall see. The only time um, will tell. Here's the thing, bro. 70, 70 points. There's only one way to go, uh, especially when your opponent is harder, and it's this way. So it's down. So I kind of expected. I didn't. I didn't really think they would lose. I thought it'd be pretty close. I thought it'd be a toss up, but they. They to, they played like a team man that was coming off of a freaking seventy point win, bro. Yeah, I mean <laughs> like, they they were they were underdogs in this game. Like the Bills were obviously favored, and what's what's crazy too, Kyle, is that the team that we're going to talk about next. Well, I guess you know, screw it, we'll just get right into it, man. Uh, <laughs> the team that they had scored seventy on was favored the next week i don't think you'll ever see that a team that gives up 70 points then the very next week they're favored but then again when you're playing the chicago bears (laughs) yeah exactly that says something more about the bears than it does the broncos but ladies and gentlemen i don't know they're both ass they're both ass (laughs) awful this was uh what they call in the uh the the wise guy world is uh this is one of those um this is one of those uh, lower corner games so pretty much in like the big tv slates where you have all the massive games going on this is one in the corner where you just happen to just remind yourself that it's even still on and uh so kind of like during the watch party again like i'm getting like all kinds of updates what one update that i see that no one is talking about and no one even told me about i just said Holy shit, are the Bears up 21 to 7 on Sean Payton and Russell Wilson? Oh my god, things could implode right here. We could see a Gotham-style implosion of a football field and Sean Payton will throw the bomb himself. <laughs> like Russell Wilson could be 
benched, mm. things could just really turn ugly. And then I'm just sitting here, like, really thinking, like, why is no one telling me about the life? This is a really big storyline right now. And then next thing you know, Bears are the Bears. This yeah. is now, Kyle, what, 14 straight losses? <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, that's impressive. That's almost they're... a full season. That's literally almost a full that that's close to the Browns 0 and 16 year. Like they're they're teetering to that. Yeah, it's bad, bro. I mean, it was I was pissed just cuz to be honest, last week I thought I was ahead of the curve and in DFS in tournaments, I I ran Fields and DJ Moore and then all of a sudden now this is the week that he freaking goes off. But like he looked for a half like he looked like a real NFL quarterback, bro. <laughs> he looked confident. He was throwing good passes. Like you got Cole Komet with two tutties. Like DJ Moore. Uh, yeah, I mean, but dude, being back used to, correctly, who would have thunk that one? Here, check your check this though. If you didn't look at any stats for the season so far, what would your evaluation of Russell Wilson be? If I didn't look at the season at all, I just watched the games. Mm-hmm. If you didn't look at no stats. Uh, he's obviously much better than last year, and that's a. I feel like that okay, is yeah. a Sean Payton effect. He's, but he's much he's about as, better in the first half than he is the second half. Been. The num the the stat you look at the numbers. He's about as efficient as he's been his whole career, bro. Okay, like that tells me that he Sean Payton has seen his best throws, takes even some of the best throws that he had last year, and was like, "What do you do well?" All right, well, let's so, just do that. So then it leads us to say, so what's – is this defense really that bad, bro? Like, is this yes. defense possibly the worst defense in the NFL? I mean, to what was it? When I looked at uh, Justin Fields' numbers when during, like, 21-7, to 7, like, he had had, like, all the touchdowns. Like, he had looked efficient. Like, he even had that wild touchdown throw as well. Like, he's just looking like kind of like Patrick Mahomes out there. And, like, he's kind of like having, like, half numbers to, like, back it up as well. Yeah, you're right. He looked very efficient, and he just yeah. looked like, you know, him and uh, the offensive coordinator were just kind of just calling plays and just letting him be him. 28 for 35, 335 yards, only one interception, four TDs, and he still got sacked four times. Okay, well, <laughs> like, I mean – this def- this Broncos defense is awful, bro. Yes, they are, and that is a that is a blame on Vance Joseph and the fact that Vance Joseph is still uh, still employed after giving up seventy points is still astounding. Someone texted me about that, Kyle, the other day. They said, "Do you think the Broncos are potentially tanking?" I said, "What?" I, I did hear something. I did hear something like Sean Payton could have something up his sleeve. He wants Caleb Williams, bro. Well, the person that said that to me, I don't even remember who it was. Um, I said, well, think about this. Sean Payton was just in L.A. He has openly talked about how special Caleb was during his watching at um, USC. He was openly discussing how much he loved Justin Herbert and how much he would love the Chargers job, but we see how that turned out. And, you know, he just kind of just got, you know, 
you know, the Walton family just gave him so much money. It's just kind of just hard to say no, especially when you're a coach like that. You just, you know, all you're doing is talking about football with pretty much everyone you come in contact with, especially if you just get the itch and you just get a boatload of just guaranteed money. It's like, all right, well, sure, let's do it. Like, I feel like the Walton family would probably be more tied to him than they would Russell, to be honest with you. So, um, yeah, but I mean, I feel like that if that can legitimately happen, then yeah, then their defense would need to be con- continue to be terrible. Like there would have to be no improvement. Like, and I don't really see there being even much. They may play better in some games, but you know, as far as just like what they're being asked to do, and just as far as like what they were last year, like that unit that really just kind of kept them in games. And if it wasn't for Russell playing so bad that they would have won more of those games, it's. I mean, yeah, I mean, if that, but <laughs> it's interesting how all that's going to play out. But then, you know, I also told them, it was like, well, keep in mind, Caleb and his dad have already openly said that if it's a bad organization that they're not going to go. go. Newsflash every organization or near the top seven organizations are usually pretty bad. So it's going to be hell. Even if, even if you say you don't go, who's to say someone still won't draft you. Like someone will just be like Caleb Williams. Yeah. Just, just well, go to the I league. Mean, just Caleb Williams. You know, I, the, we always talk about teams tanking and part on one, on one side of the coin, they're professional football teams. It, there's, we could say no one's doing that, but the other side of the coin is like, dude, people are saying that Caleb Williams, I mean, is is l- way farther along than even Mahomes was. Like, Kyle, like, a little fun fact for you, buddy. There were 30 teams, 30 NF- National Football League representatives of professional football teams at Colorado and USC – 30. My guess is the only two teams that weren't there were the Chiefs, Chiefs, and maybe the Eagles or Jacksonville. Like one of those two. Like just hell, Howie, Howie was probably just there just for shits and giggles. Like it was probably just the, the Chiefs and the Jags that just weren't there, but every team was there. And I think That's they crazy. weren't just there just for, uh, just for Caleb. They were there for Shadour. Hell, they're, I put on my little tinfoil hat when I learned that. I was like, are some of those teams there for Lincoln and uh, Dion? I'm wondering that for <laughs> as well. You never know, bro. You That's know, a wild and, story. It is. And especially how more and more team representatives are going to these college games, especially now that we're in the point of uh, October where you're starting to see the bad teams like the Bears and like the Panthers and – um, who else? Uh, the Vikings look pretty bad right now. Uh, uh, you can throw the Patriots in there, the Steelers. Like, there's Kyle. I would say about, hmm, I would say about a third of the NFL, like probably at least like ten teams, need to look at taking a quarterback and taking a quarterback soon. Like there yeah. are some other teams that can like take a quarterback a little bit later and have them like develop and like be a prospect and like get coached up and whatever. But there's a few teams that are definitely going to be looking pretty deep and pretty, or even more deep, especially around this time of year. Because if their teams continue to suck, it's like all right, well the only optimism that we have are is college football right now, and you have all these sweet players that are playing. 
And I will say this about the the def or the coaches for uh, like the defensive side because obviously we all know how about our defensive coaches. The one instance where the uh, the famous uh, the little tush push that they have in Philly or the brotherly shove as they call it, apparently that only works for Philadelphia because anyone else who tries to do it, it doesn't work. Hey, <laughs> your just... boy, your boy Brandon Staley tried to do it. I know. That's what I'm saying. And even with a 6'5 quarterback, still can't get it. And that gives that just shows because that goes that proves my point because of Matt Eberflus and Brandon Staley with defensive coaches, you know. Uh, even though with Ron Rivera, with how that worked out as well, like you have these two defensive coaches going forward in a crucial position and it costs them. And then you have this other defensive coach to where you're playing against the number one seed, or the, the former number one seed from last year for the NFC, a division rival. You just scored a touchdown. Screw it. Go for the win. You're, I mean, no one's going yeah, to. I, I was surprised, bro. The fact that they went into overtime and made a conservative decision like that, I'm just like, what are you doing, man? You're just giving the momentum to the better team. Like they yeah, just feel like was, they just got second shocked. life. Like this, this is what I'm talking shocked. about, Kyle. And people are starting to kind of people are starting to kind of pick up a little bit what the, yeah. what the hell I'm saying. And oh, that's just, bullshit, dude. To be, I, I'm watching. I was watching that, and I'm sitting there thinking, like, what? Look, they drove down the field pretty easily, bro. On that on that drive, like, why would you not just? I thought if they were to go for two, I thought they were going to get it. Jahan I, I Dotson, I don't know. He came back home, and he scored a tud. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't know, man. I don't know. That's wild. It is. Yeah, it was. It was a wild. Uh, it was a. It was a wild, entertaining, like early slate. I will say that. Because yeah, I'm getting I, all these, yeah. like, yeah. We're getting, weird. what's, what I love, man, is we're getting into that point where going into week five, now we have the, now we have a grasp on who's in trouble. We can really start panicking on some teams. We're really just, we're getting locked in and, um. Oh, we're starting to dude, figure teams uh, out. We're, and we're yeah, going to continue sure. to figure teams out. For sure. And now that it's, you know, October and then obviously there's championship November, I I think there's the, the initial runs of just the first eight weeks is its own deal. Yeah. And obviously the second half of the season is pretty much obviously a bigger push. But Kyle, my personal belief is pretty much before Thanksgiving, everyone's still trying to figure it out, even though that can really just kind of exceed that timeline. And then after Thanksgiving, that's when everyone just really locks in. Yes, everyone's hurt and everyone's dealing with different circumstances and different moving parts, but like the good, good teams like really lock in and really start to separate. Now we're just starting to see the good and the great teams kind of separate from the bad teams just right now. We're going to figure out who the bad teams are way before Thanksgiving. I mean, hell, those teams... Bro, those teams will be dead before trick or treating, and you know oh, we go out. I, and... I think we're gonna figure it out in a couple of weeks, bro. <laughs> like, oh, before I mean, we trick are, or treating, we already pretty much know who they are, dude. I, I'm telling the. I a mean, lot of the geez. bad teams don't have a lot of room for improvement. What they do have 
are valuable assets on their team to whereas, okay, trade deadline starts coming up, start thinking about it. Who was it? Uh, someone uh, asked me um, the other day, do I think the, um, that the Raiders would trade Max Crosby? I said, not for at least two first-round picks. Like, he would, as desperate as they are, and the fact that they're in Vegas and the house always wins, like, they would need they're at not. least two... Bro, they would need at least two first round picks. That's the that's the starting yeah, they're not. talking point at two one. The the biggest name I, I keep hearing is uh is Cousins. Kirk Cousins? Yeah. I, I a lot of so people the, are saying trade okay. him. Uh, well, the talk was trade him to the, if you're the Jets, you make a trade for him, but now I don't think See, you do. I feel like if you make a trade for Cousins, that really just kinda just it not only does that kill the confidence that Zach Wilson has now currently found. Yeah, that's why that, I don't think you do it anymore. Well, that just yeah. from a financial and from an economic standpoint, well, now you have two big quarterback contracts, not including Zach Wilson's guaranteed rookie contract. You have a lot of money invested into that quarterback room if yeah. you trade for Kirk Cousins. Now, if you were to if you were to like trade for like a Ryan Tannehill or no, something God like no, that. God no, Zach Wilson over Ryan Tannehill all day, baby. For sure, for sure. That's why I was just. <laughs> all I'm simply saying, or okay, um, I just, oh my God, I just thought about this. That being trade. What if the, uh, what if things got pretty bad in Atlanta to where it's like, all right, well, Desmond Ritter just really starts just going the other way. What if Arthur Smith uh, just calls old Vrabes and just be like, you mind if I, like, you mind if I get Tannehill? He'd be like, "Yeah, okay. So you have another quarterback that cannot utilize the weapons that you have." Arthur How Smith in the hell? A, Arthur Smith is a joke, bro. Don't you dare say that. I am rooting <laughs> joke, for Arthur Dylan. Smith. He's a joke, Dylan. No, he is not. <laughs> yes, he is, bro. He just has a he just has mediocre quarterback play. That is, dude. Okay, does Desmond my biggest Ritter, issue? I was just gonna say Desmond Ritter kind of looks like an alien, and we know aliens are real now. <laughs> What do you mean now? I've known them been for real for. What do you well, mean now? now? It's, no, I'm just saying we've we've me and you have known, but it it's been confirmed lately. I just I was looking we at are it the, on the laughing poster stock the of the universe. In case people didn't know, I, oh, yeah, I feel like that is a fact. Yeah, but uh, I, I, I just with Atlanta, Kyle. I just I find it there. I find watching them just so boring, and that's it is stupid because it's like wait a minute. Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson, Drake London, like it's crazy. Like you have off, like you have an offensive minded head coach who specializes with tight end play, and you have a generational style tight end. How is your offense just boring? And you have Tyler uh, Elig- uh Tyler Al- uh, Allegi, yeah, Algier. Yeah. Like he just like what? Do you, what? There were t- there were talks for uh, there were rumors that. Cowboys were reaching out for Kyle Pitts, and I was I was ready, bro, because I be, I believe in Kyle Pitts. There's not so just much, it's, it's not even just rumors. Kyle, like people are openly talking about a trade value market for Kyle Pitts when you have Arthur Smith, the head coach, and Terry Fontenot, the general manager, never even publicly even wanting or even acknowledging that they have any interest in trading him. You just have the public like. You know what? We're gonna figure out where he's gonna go. <laughs> so here's what we're gonna draw up. You got people like me that takes a sip of bourbon and just puts on their little tinfoil hat and just goes, "Let's get to thinking." <laughs> right? Yeah, dude. It's, 
It's wild over there, bro. I didn't think that they would uh get get beat down the way that they did. Well, it doesn't really matter because another week has come and gone, and we have another week of glorious college. We do and professional football. And before we get out of here, Kyle, I obviously have to tell you about my friends at Acres Down South. I have to, buddy. You have, I have to, to, bro. I, I want to, though, because they are <laughs> an incredible, incredible company. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to follow them on all the socials. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, wherever. They also have their own little podcast uh, network that I'm a part of now. It's not just me. They also have a uh, little sports podcast called Last Call Sports. Give you a nice little uh, betting uh, implication as well. They've hit on a few parlays. when it, They do a lot with college, Kyle, so you, you know, maybe you can even give a listen to a, a little <laughs> bit of money. But I got to tell you a little bit about their elite merchandise, bro. Obviously, I wear do. a good bit of... I was wearing um, one of the night. I was wearing the uh, the six one five shirt at that watch party that I went to because I didn't want to root for the Titans. I didn't want to root for the Bengals. I wanted to be on standard neutral ground, so I just wore the six one five. That's a newly released shirt, but obviously just not just within those. Uh, they have elite merchandise. The game day polos, the performance polos. As I was saying, the new six one five is incredible. They're infinity stretch, so they moves with you, so you stay cool and dry during any activity. Sweet hats, obviously. Uh, love my Louisiana merch. I didn't wear this because I only wanted to, you know, just rock that shirt. I did get a good bit of compliments from it as well. Delicious seasoning and sauces. Hell, now that um, it's kind of gri- it's well, it's still grilling season. You can still be outside and still just kind of just take in every bit. In I Tennessee. Mean, yeah, we got oh, a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, we do, for sure. So uh, I'll definitely have to dick into one of those, um, or dip in. Or, or, did I say dick in? You did. <laughs> you, you did. Well, I mean, you if did. I did that to one of the sauces, that's a whole uh, different thing. That's a whole different It's a whole different style of appreciation. This ad, this ad just took a major, major uh, turn. Maybe, maybe, for, the, maybe for, for, for the good. Well, I mean, I everyone has their own kink. Who am I to shame anyone who does for us? So if they do, again, delicious seasoning and sauces for any activity outside of cooking. Um, and, of course, Kyle, one of my favorite features about this company, bro, they're involved in NIL. They encourage college athletes to reach out to them, get, do business with them, just so they can put money into your pocket and expand your name, your image, and your likeness. When you go to the website and when you are at checkout and when you are seeing all of these beautiful pieces of product, when you scroll down and when you have the promo code, please enter 3DP. It's 3D as in dog, P as in pirate, at checkout for 15% off your entire order. Limit one use per customer. Tell your friends, tell your family, acres down south. Promo code 3DP at checkout. Give them a follow. Tell them kyle tell them where they can find you and your music and your content as well sir instagram instagram's the move uh kyle winsky music w-i-n-s-k-i is how you spell the last name um yeah dude i appreciate you having me on you know i will say one last thing and and maybe i'm hoping dylan there's a day where you you finally decide that we need to dedicate some time because every time I'm on this podcast, Baker Mayfield just does it again. 
and I'm hoping that one day you're going to send me the notes and if there's going to be a, a talking point of like, it's finally time to talk about Baker Mayfield. That's all I got to say. Baker Mayfield <laughs> is currently leading division in a bad division. There you go. Still leading the division. Still through three tutties. Still looking good. <laughs> and beat down my Saints. Yeah, it was it was great to see Baker Mayfield. Oh, that, yeah, again. that's what, see, that's why we didn't get a segment, bro. Because <laughs> it was a boring game. We we entertain the people. We talk about what people are watching. We need to talk about Taylor Swift. Twenty seven million people are watching. I need new I need new listeners, which yeah, dude, I already I appreciate. We need, the... do, we need to do a whole Swifty episode, dude. At this rate, everyone's doing cut, it. Everyone's I'm gonna cut that. It. I'm gonna cut that part out. I'm gonna make sure I put that in the editing notes. <laughs> no, I appreciate you, bro. This is always this is always fun for me. Um, and dude, it's just good to wake up early in the morning and talk about football, bro. No matter what day it is. So, salute, sir. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy your brainstorming, writing the new number one or future number one hits. Kyle, we're trying. Who that? God, dude, I'm getting out of here.